Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and due to your incredible support, the original My Slippers are almost completely sold out. As a special thank you, I am launching my brand new all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98. My all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer and it won't last long, so order now. seems like everybody's trying to hold me back. Tell me about it. Well. <laughs> yeah. Here's a little story that must be told about a good old boy that got put on hold. They tried to hold him back from fortune and fame, but real country boys take him to the game. Yeah. Chad Mack in the place, and this is for them jacked up trucks with the bass. And the mud grip tires. They try to stomp me out, but I'm hotter than a bonfire. Every time I drink 190 proof, my dear blind turns into a DJ booth. This is how we party in the woods. So call up your folks and tell them it's all good. Turn up the radio. We got the theater ice down. The moon is shining. So pass it around. Tell your friends and your family that it's all good. Cause this is how we do it. Party in the woods. Afro man growing weed like a hippie. Party in the woods when I'm in Mississippi. I told Chad Mack my Cadillac might get stuck. Pick me up in the truck. He came from the backwood to my back hood. Ooh, listen to the mutters. Mutters, mutters. Water splashing up the gutters. gutters. Turn up the radio. We got the beer ice down. The moon is shining. So pass it around. It's all good Cause this is how we do it When we party in the woods This is how we do it in the sticks Just some good old boys on that down south shit If you're country then you feel it We party in the woods cause we all about the real tree Mudzilla's on my shit cause they bite well High beams cutting trails like a white tail This is how we party in the woods So call up your folks and tell them it's all good Turn up the radio We got the theater ice down Moon is shining, so pass it around. Tell your friends and your family that it's all good. Cause this is how we do it when we party. I was born in LA. 
Bay, raising from a pond. From the West Coast where my rap tapes really don't sell. Well, I went down south with a Code 45 and a blunt in my mouth. After sipping Bacardi, I started spitting up at Stephen R. Britton's parties. My grassroots fans from the Woods of Oak Grove helped me take the c off the stove. Turn up the radio. We got the beer ice now. The moon is shining. So pass it around. Tell your friends and your family that it's all good. Cause this is how we do it when we party in the woods. Fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved better half. v Hello, Patriots. What the fuck is going on, How's fuckers? How's it going? You know, we had so much stuff left to cover from last night. We're back. And then the shit hit the fan today, and I was like, fuck. First, we're back. We're back. Thunder. 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 Thunder kicks. Get the fuck oh, out of here. Oh. <laughs> it was funny. I was listening to one of Justin's old shows today while I was working. Mm-hmm. And he used to start out every show with that. Mm-hmm. He did. So I'm just going to fucking do it from now on. Okay. Fucking A, we're well, back. Fine okay. Hey, you can keep his memory alive. That's it. Period. I mean, Period. he doesn't really give me any other choice, so. Huh? See, so it doesn't really give me any other choice. So okay, well, there you go. So yes, we do have a butt ton again to cover because shit got crazy today. Yeah, did first. The rules package got approved. So you're all aware, there's only one person, one Republican that voted against it, and it's El Senor Gomez from. The dude that we um, played the clip of last night. Yes. Yeah. He was the only one that voted against it. Yep. Uh, old twat, twatty McTwatter face up there in South Carolina, her dumbass, mm-hmm. she voted with it. Of course she did. Of course she did. Well, yeah, because she knows that her voters would get really fucking pissed if she voted otherwise. Because actually, there's a lot to this rules package, and I know you all probably really don't give a shit. But I mean, there's some of that. I, I can tell you this much with the rules package that we just signed. There's a lot of firsts that haven't been there for a hot minute. OK, one of the ones that's in there is the individual member. Calling for the chair because it used to be five. Right? No, no, yeah. no. No, back, it used to no. Back in the day, originally it was an individual member. Originally, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that okay. was the plan. Yeah, but what they realized is that when Democrats are in charge, <laughs> Republicans can do it. When Republicans are in charge, Democrats can do it. Remember, though, it's always based upon the majority. Because the majority is what controls the House. The idea, the difference between the House and the Senate. The House is the majority of the people. The Senate is the majority of the states. So 
Understand there is a difference, and that is the difference. One represents the people. One represents the states. The Senate represents the states. Okay, so let me ask you this, because I get that Congress controls the funding, right? Correct. So the House passed a bill to rescind over $70 billion in IRS funding. Correct. The House of Representatives voted late Monday to rescind over $70 million to the Internal Revenue Service. They they passed that last night at like 4.58. It now goes to the Democrat-controlled Senate. It has to. But they can't do anything to it. But the Senate isn't going to... I mean, they're Uh, not going to... They don't have to vote on it. It's going to go to the president's desk. It has nothing to do with the Senate in it. And then the president's just going to veto it. And when that happens, that happens. But that's our government. I mean, that's just so it's just it's just optics. Like, basically, I mean, what Congress can't do anything like their hands are tied. They can pass bills all day long. And then the Senate and the the president are just going to be like, bye. Remember, though, as long as no one does anything. Remember, as long as Congress is passing bills and sending them to the Senate, eventually, eventually, I mean, I don't know about you all, how long do you let an employee of yours, I'm going to guarantee that most of you all either are in management positions or you're in a blue collar management position, which really isn't any different. That being said, how many of you would let one of your workers show up to work and not do their job um, because eventually what's going to happen is America's going to see this. They're going to see the bills get passed through Congress. Are they go to the Senate? The, I mean, the only ones that pay attention though are like us and people like us on the other side, the people that we need in the middle, they don't fucking care. They don't pay attention to what, what gets passed and what You're doesn't. Right. That's why we need the record. We need the record of passing bills in Congress as Republicans. Passing bills, because all we're doing is forwarding them on to the Senate. Yep, you go ahead. Go ahead and veto that. Tell me, how many more times are you going to get away with vetoing it before your constituents start to ask questions like, wait a minute, the Congress is passing all sorts of bills. It's you fuckers not doing your job in the Senate to get those forwarded onto the president's desk. I mean, they have what, six years in the Senate? So four in Congress or four in the House. I mean, they're just going to ride the tide of the public. The tide of public opinion changes pretty consistently. With the ebb and flow, you're absolutely right. But there's been pretty much a constant opinion for the last three years that has gone on in this country, which is a worry about the border, a worry about money. And all they're doing is you're right. They're passing bills. This is money that we don't have. Mm -hmm. This is money that we cannot afford. They want to rescind that money. I gotcha. I gotcha. They can cut this off. They there's another thing Kevin McCarthy can do. But what's what is the what can he actually do? Because right now it just seems like it's all a fucking a dog and pony show, just like Joe goes down to the border. Always a nuclear option. Okay. He can cut off the purse completely. What? Um just shut he, the, the go, He can do, do that the government shutdown. In the Congress. No, it's not a government shutdown. He can turn the purse off. 
He has that control. Our founding fathers, again, other than being 20-year-old geniuses. He'll never fucking do it. They were also men of vision. One of the things that they caught on to and latched on to, something that they cannot take away from the House of Representatives. The House of Representatives controls America's wallet. If the speaker, notice what I said there, if the speaker, not the president, if the speaker deems it necessary that America doesn't have the money to do it, he can close the wallet and stick it back in the pocket. He can do that without congressional oversight, without Senate oversight, and without the president. Now, understand, as a politician, that's a death sentence. You do that and you fuck over everyone. Like I the said, the military. He'll never the, do it. But he can open the strings at the same time that he closes it. He can close the wallet and then open the wallet just for the military. Mm, yeah. Can we cut the purse off from Ukraine and start to get the money back? Well, because that's a good question. How much money have we actually sent over there? We've promised $110 billion. How much money have we actually sent to Ukraine so far? In all under. In all honesty, mm -hmm. probably a little over $70 million. Actually, no, $770 million. So, because what I'm chalking up to money, I don't put any cash. No, cash no, no, is no. not money. No, we didn't send pallets of cash. But what we did send is we sent equipment, we sent weapon systems, we sent arms, we've sent bullets. We probably spent about $770 million worth of American equipment that has been sent to Ukraine. That's my estimate at this time, and that's probably a low-end estimate. Considering the whole total that we've sent over there is what, $100 billion? $710 billion. $770 is a drop in the bucket. No shit. That's nothing. That's chump change. It's ridiculous. This that's how they're going to cut it. They can do this. There are ways to do it. Kevin McCarthy doesn't want to do it because Kevin not. McCarthy, if you listen to his speech that we played last night, that he spoke at one o'clock in the morning, and I know none of you motherfuckers were staying up because I didn't even fucking. No, we didn't stay up for it. I was like, I was punchy. I was, as 12, soon as we were at 12, out, 12, 15, we were in bed. I was in the bed. Yeah, done, done. Um, but. Kevin McCarthy had a very, it was funny because he had a very presidential moment and I thought it was odd and I don't want to put this thought in his mind and I sure as hell don't want to will this into existence. However, he had a chance the other night and he didn't attack the people that were laughing and giggling in the middle of his speech. However, what he did do was talk over them. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was very reticent of what Donald Trump's done on several occasions um, and what I've seen other leaders in the past do. And it wouldn't surprise me that this cocksucker runs for office in the next eight years. You mean for president? Yes. It wouldn't surprise me that he's going to be the one that goes out against DeSantis. In 28. 
Probably. Because I'm sorry, DeSantis hasn't dropped his name yet. He ain't running. He ain't running. It's getting way too late for him to run. And um, if he doesn't declare by like next month, he ain't running. Giant Lobsterman, I hope you're um, pretending to be a tranny in a woman's prison. Uh, Giant Lobsterman said that, well, I woke up to surprise sex. At first I thought it was nice, then I realized I was in prison. <laughs> wow. Oh. Who the fuck is Joe? Anyhow, okay. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. I don't know who Joe is. I, I don't know who Joe is either, but that's interesting. Oh, anyway. Joe. That's some, good, um, good luck with that one, bro. That's, that's some serious disclosure about some stuff that you did as a kid there, Fall Nuts. Well, that's good stuff. Interesting. Anyhow. Uh, I, honesty. I like honesty. Don't read. I got them. All right. Well, uh, Lynn's you want some out honesty. Let's, You're out there killing it. Thank you, Lynn. Let's start with this. That's pretty funny, though. That was a good written. I mean, he had to really write that. I mean, he had to get just so you all. Hey, I know all you guys on Pilled don't really know, uh, but this is what we were reading on the Twitch side. This retard just came in and said all this shit. And uh, well, pretty funny. Are you kidding me? Are it, you it has to fucking... download. It has to download. No, it didn't have to do that last night. I hit it. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Hey, it didn't because um, he was quickly removed. So it's all good. Anyhow. But anyway. Anyhow, this is what's going on today. The gentleman from North Carolina is recognized. I thank the chairman. Mr. Speaker, with great power comes great responsibility. We entrust our Department of Justice, FBI, and intelligence community with great power to keep us safe. And yet, as long as these agencies have existed, they violated Americans' civil rights. Everyday Americans. The security state believes itself to be above the Constitution and the laws passed by Congress. Or perhaps the belief is only tacit. It is aware only of power. Not authority, power. The FBI spied on Frank Sinatra, John Lennon, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and Muhammad Ali because they were national security threats. Celebrities, but everyday Americans, as to their constitutional rights. The intelligence community abused power to spy on presidential candidates, a sitting president, and members of Congress and their staffs. The FBI continuously coordinated with social media companies to moderate social content, the public square. So contemptuous are they and out of touch when confronted with this just weeks ago, they said we were merely engaged in engaging with our community partners. Leading up to the 2020 election, the FBI worked hand in hand with Twitter and Facebook to silence the Hunter Biden laptop story. Concealment from everyday Americans. They've continued to censor and silence criticism of COVID policies and vaccine mandates to the harm of everyday Americans. In 2013, the former director of the National Intelligence 
James Clapper lied to Congress about the NSA collecting data on millions of Americans, yet he's escaped a reckoning. The NSA spied on groups including Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International and other NGOs. FBI contractors conducted thousands of searches on NSA databases. The intelligence community spied on journalists and political opponents in clear violation of the First Amendment. That's not all just illegal. It's un-American, and it cannot continue. The government's massive surveillance apparatus is well documented, but there's still much more that we do not know. We owe it to the American people to reveal the rot within our federal government and cut it out so that it can no longer harm everyday Americans. Mr. Speaker, today we're putting the deep state on notice. We're coming for you on behalf of everyday Americans. I yield back. Great talking point. Um, I, I He didn't propose a bill. He did not propose a committee. He did not propose anything special there. He didn't say, hey, look, we're going to investigate this with a deadline of this date. And they said they're forming a church committee. Not only that, I, I agree with the rest of you all. You all noticed the same thing I did. Where's all the people? Yeah. Why isn't there all the people in there? I'm sorry. Uh, once again, fuckers, I, I, I have to call this out. This is bullshit. Hey, Kevin, where are you at? That's not Kevin McCarthy up there. That should be Kevin McCarthy right there. Where the fuck? Leadership starts at the top. If Kevin McCarthy is in the chamber... Every other congressman should be in the fucking chamber. So how about you start dragging your fucking ass out there, Kevin? Start being on the floor for these bills like you're supposed to, Kevin. Do your job, Kevin. It's what the taxpayers pay you to do, this Kevin. This an oversight committee. It doesn't matter. He is the Speaker of the House. I gotcha. And even in the oversight committee, all other members of Congress have a right to be in that room. Why aren't they there? I don't pay my congressman. I don't pay Buddy Carter they're, to go up there and jerk off behind his desk in his office. Apparently really pissed that they're now required to vote in person and they can no longer vote by proxy from the golf course. Good. I know. Do your fucking jobs. Hey. It's the reason we sent you there. We didn't send you there because we thought it'd be a good idea. We sent you there because we thought you were actually going to do your job. You're not in the chamber for a speech that another member was giving. Why not? Your whole job is to be present for those things. They don't care. Because none of us are holding their feet to the fire. Exactly, Lindsay. Technically, we didn't send them there. <laughs> Good point, Lindsay. Good point. Because it, it's getting harder to trust these little faggots, I'm telling you. We're going to have to go up there and start sitting in the seating gallery. That's what's going to have to happen. And bring, like, fucking buckets of rotten fucking fruit with us. So we can throw it at these faggots when they're walking in. Do your fucking job. Well, if they actually show up, then at least that's half the, half the battle. It's like, you know... Um, writing your name on the SAT is getting 200 points for writing your name. But they get 200 points for walking in the door. With that, 
great speech. Great point. We're putting you on. Okay, great. Put some teeth behind it next time, jackass. Don't just get up there and say it. It doesn't do anything for anybody. But with that. Just Kabuki theater. It's always Kabuki theater. All of it is. It really is. They don't fucking do anything. They haven't done anything in years. So. Another interesting thing broke last night, just as we got off the air. Mm-hmm. And got to hear about this one firsthand. Um, but weird. Did you hear of a raid that was conducted at the University of Pennsylvania? Mm-mm. Or or at, at anywhere in Delaware or, or anything like that. Either Either yesterday or back in November. November 2nd, actually. Yeah. When this information was given over. Five days. Five days before. The midterms. Midterms. Mm-hmm. Again. Mm-hmm. Uh, again. 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 Five days before midterms. Mm-hmm. Again. For the third time. Mm-hmm. Third time, Mick. What are you talking about? Let's see. First was Gate. Oh, he had Russian hookers piss all over the bed. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Second. Second. Was what? Hunter mm-hmm. Biden's laptop. Yeah. Oh, that got swept under the rug. Didn't hear about that. The third time was, oh shit, Joe Biden, six years past the time that he was vice president of the United States. Let me make sure I say that properly again. Six years past the time that he was vice president of the United States. Last time we talked about classifying authorities, when I broke down the classifying authorities, I'm pretty sure I never said anything about the vice president being a classifying or a declassifying authority. Correct. Okay. So the vice president's chair carries with it no classification, no declassification authority whatsoever. So he can't say. He can't take work home with him. Oh, I brought it out of the office with me because it was part of my. Donald Trump, on the other hand, he was the president of the United States. He has the ultimate classification and declassification authority at any time that he so chooses. Hmm. Hey, Jay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. So wait a minute. What you're telling me now, six years ago, when Joe Biden was leaving office, he took classified documents, a number of them. We don't know how many. Normally, when they say a number, well, I think they and said they automatically compare it against between three hundred documents. I heard that, ten and one hundred and forty, so it's somewhere in between there. Probably. Hold on, hold on, just hold hold your roll. Slow your roll. Stop. Ten. Stop. Slow your roll. According to CNN. Stop. According to everything that I know about the liberal playbook, one of the big ones is this one. When they say. A little, some documents or a little bit of documents. Okay. And then they compare it directly against what Donald Trump had, which according to them was 300, which we still don't know how many documents were actually down there. We really don't. Okay. So however many documents Donald Trump had, the 300, according to the liberals, they said, oh, it was a small amount. Really small amount. I have come to realize that a small amount to them means a hundred. So they had at least 
a hundred documents down there. Okay. Or wherever this, that Penn University, University of Pennsylvania, mind you, University of Pennsylvania also collects $55.4 million a year from Chinese subsidiaries. Oh, by the way, they've also had some, what I would call spies, Chinese spies that stay there. Um, hmm. Wait a minute. So who were these documents around? Oh, that's a good question. Because you know what? At Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago had secret service protection, which means no one could come on the grounds at, at Mar-a-Lago without the secret service knowing. What type of protection were, was at the University of Pennsylvania? None. None. Oh, and by the way, we were dragging Chinese people there. Who had the biggest security violation of them all? Was it really Donald Trump? No, I, I really don't think so. I kind of think this one sits on Joe Biden. And apparently they covered topics including Ukraine, Iran, and the United Kingdom, according to a source familiar with the matter, according to CNN. So what's the difference? Well, here, here's what the difference is, according to CNN. Okay. Please. Shoot. Joe Biden, 10 total documents, some top secret, cooperating, lawyers found and alerted archives. Okay. Don so hold on, hold on. Here, here's a comparison. Okay. Donald Trump, at least 325 total documents, 60 top secret, under investigation for obstruction, archives first reached out to Trump lawyers. That's not true. That's, That's a, a complete misinterpretation of what happened. That's a complete lie. That's it not is. true at all. Yes. Because they had reached out to the archives on several occasions and had been in constant conversations. And the, with archives, the archives came, they came and told them and inspected them and just told them to put a different lock on the door. That was it. That was it. So, um, yeah, there's, yeah, there's all sorts of different. What, what's the big difference? What's the big difference? Garland. Hmm. The big difference is one is Trump and one is Biden. So no, no, but what's the big difference about the documents? Well, the big difference is that Trump had the authority to declassify anything that he wanted while he was president and Biden did not. Bingo. Trump could say, even if they weren't, even if they weren't, Trump still had the power to say, no, that's declassified at this time. Even if they weren't, he still had the authority to say, nope, declassified. And he doesn't have to write a memo. No. He is the president of the United States. The only way you trust the president of the United States to do the right thing is when he's with certain leaders. He tells them certain things like, hey, we know about this. How do you know? Because you know that we know. We know that you know that we know. We know that you know that we know that we know that you know. And you know that we know that you know that we know that we know that you know. Everybody knows. This is, don't expect anything from this. There's nothing going to come from this. First of all, Democrat DOJ, 
They're not going to investigate this. This ain't getting investigated. Well, they're not going to fucking call out their. The only way they this appointed gets, the uh, the Chicago special attorney. I know the Trump appointed Chicago special they got something counsel. Up. The only way they appointed him is because think about it. He's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. He has no jurisdiction in Chicago. A. Or in Pennsylvania, A. Well, he's appointed a special counsel. So. I got you. So they, they give him carte blanche. Mm-hmm. B, they got something on him. They, I'm sure they must. They have to. There's Absolutely. no way that Otherwise, they're going to call him Otherwise, he would still be a special counsel exactly. under, uh, yeah, under this it, administration. Well, no. He still would be. Because that's not on them. Biden fired most everybody that Trump appointed. Correct. The ones that he could fire. He can't fire him. We'll see. Anyway, well, play play this first clip, and we'll see what they um. Remember they though, have to remember say this it. happened six years ago, folks. Yeah. Six years ago. Mm-hmm. Listen to what they say here, mm-hmm. because they're very, very poignant about what they say here, because they say something that is not completely true. Go figure. It's the news. Three sources tell CBS News the classified documents were discovered in this building about a mile from the White House at the offices of the Penn Biden Center, a foreign policy research institute set up after President Biden left the vice presidency. According to a source familiar with the matter, the classified documents are small in number and were found in November in a box among unclassified material. Sources would not characterize how sensitive the documents are. Responding to requests from CBS News, the White House counsel said that on November 2nd of last year, before the midterm elections, lawyers for President Biden were cleaning out office space at the center. When they discovered the documents marked classified in a locked closet, they stopped the work and contacted the White House. White House lawyers then reached out to the National Archives, which is responsible for the records. The archives in turn contacted the Department of Justice. Attorney General Merrick Garland then tasked the U.S. Attorney in Chicago, John Lausch, a Trump appointee, with determining what is in the documents and how they arrived at the Penn Biden Center. The FBI is also involved in the preliminary inquiry, which a source says is nearing its conclusion. So, babe, good question. If uh, if you walked out with a classified document, what would they do to you? Oh, I'd be in jail. Oh, yeah, that's right. There was that guy that took pictures um, on a on a U.S. Ship. Navy. Yeah, um, when on, he was a on a Navy. Tour no, or he something. was on a um, he was on a float, and it was on a Navy submarine, and he took pictures of the outside door of the power plant. There you go. Now, the outside door of a power plant in a Navy submarine is nuclear. Mm-hmm. And he didn't actually take the pictures inside. He took it outside the power plant. It doesn't matter. And he was still arrested. Yeah. <clears throat> it doesn't matter. Because, you know, rules for we. Not for thee. Mm-hmm. And remember, Joe Biden was also the other one that went on just after they saw the pictures from Mar-a-Lago. Remember on 60 Minutes? Mm-hmm. 
he was on 60 Minutes and he's just like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I just, oh, I, what other yeah. information is in there? What other information yeah, 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 is in here, there? Here, here, here. Well, here we have some of the, um, how, how Joe reacted. In fact, this was in, this was, I, I believe this one, pull this one up. Yes, this is actually, um, this is February of 2018 at the Penn Biden building. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Same place where they found the fucking exactly. documents. Yeah, listen. In 2018, Joe Biden addressed his access to classified information in an interview with me. This was in the context of Russia's interference in U.S. elections, and it was in that office, the Penn Biden Center. I don't have access to classified information anymore. I don't get briefed every morning by the agency, as I did for eight years. Wait, what you just said what wait a minute he just said something really important there let's listen to that again because i think there's something to that and remember Go this back. is this is this is leslie stall folks mm -hmm. this is the same one sir 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 we can't say that sir we don't know that we don't know if it was russian disinformation center i don't have access to classified information anymore i don't get briefed every morning by the agency as i did for eight years why do you have classified documents in your office joe that's a great question mixed in with uh unclassified about, documents like bo's funeral um, arrangements and unclassified documents first of all if you have a classified document just to give you an idea you have a cover sheet over the top of it so you can't read it okay it's normally red bordered, okay? If it's top secret, it's orange bordered. It's got an orange border around it. it. Says top secret right across it, okay? You have another one of those documents on the back facing out. So no matter how you look at the document, there's constantly an orange border around it. Now, you're not allowed to take those out of a skiff for a reason because those are never allowed to be intermixed with unclassified documents. And there's a reason for that. If they're intermixed with unclassified documents, they're no longer classified. But they're still classified. Oh, but if they have a marking on it and they're intermixed with unclassified documents, does that still make them classified? Absolutely. Because they still have the marking on it. It is not unclassified until that struck through and there is a date, a timestamp, and a signature given to that. Once you have a date and a timestamp and a signature, then you have a declassification date. 90% of them have another stamp to the side of that that has a six-digit number on it. That six-digit number directly refers to the memorandum that declassifies the document. How do they get intermixed with unclassified documents? Great question. Nobody can answer that except for Joe. Because apparently people don't keep track of those things. Yet they're supposed to. Mm, they're, they're apparently very poor at it. Obviously. They suck at it. Oh, and this is this the interview. Is, this is, this when, is the interview mm -hmm. when Joe found out that Trump had top secret classified documents down at Mar-a-Lago. Listen to what Joe says right here. No, the skiff, the skiff is a, is a sensitive like a, classified information facility. It is a secure facility. It's a secure compartmentalized information facility. That is a skiff. 
Let's see what Joe said, because Joe said some interesting shit right here. Real interesting. And you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago. What did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen. How one, anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that, I mean names of people who helped, or et cetera. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. And you don't know. That totally is irresponsible. a great question. How did that What happen? else was in there? What information was released, Joe? We want to know. You, you had a great point. He's absolutely, I agree with him. I agree with Joe Biden for the first time. As a domestic terrorist, I agree with Joe Biden for the first time. I know, Tammy, um, if, if Obama had declassified those documents, they would have been marked declassified and this wouldn't There's be There's a whole rigmarole yeah. that goes with it. Yeah. 90% of the time, if a document gets declassified, attached to the document somewhere, either on the backside or the front side, there is a declassification memorandum with it that says why did why it was declassified or who gave the authority to declassify it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Good point, Jason. Uh, Biden's own lawyer found them. So he's hiring lawyers to clean out desks. They charge like 400 bucks an hour. Soon after they were investigating Trump for the same bullshit. Right. Okay. You see how this doesn't add up at yeah. all? Why Why was Biden's lawyer cleaning out his desk? What the fuck is going on? Seriously. Hmm. But don't worry, because he is cooperating with the authorities. He's been cooperating, well, apparently, let's see since what, day one. What The View had to say about it. Because, um, yeah, they're an official news oh, source. Oh, this is great. I trust Whoopi about as far as I can throw her, and that ain't very far, because oh, she's a big fat ass. Hysterical. She's got a big old fat ass Oh, no, it's Joy Behart that's, it, that's the, the queen in this one. Really, I but, mean, I, I think that no, what you just said is yeah, right, that, yeah. that there are differences in what happened. Yes, but you know, the evidence are not good. Well, we all know that Trump is a liar and a thief, you know? <laughs> we know that. So it's not that big a jump to say that he obstructed and he lied. We don't think that Biden is a liar and a thief, so we give him the benefit of the doubt. That's partly what's going on. But what I think also is going on, no matter what the truth of it is, Whoopi, they will spin it, Bubblehead and Marjorie Taylor and that crowd, Matt Gates. you think they're not going to spin this that is just as bad as Trump? And so the, the lie gets out there. People believe it, just like that Donaldson person, whatever his name is. Byron. What's his name? Byron, Byron Donalds. Mm. I saw him also. He was at the, uh, the fight on the floor, too, yeah. wasn't he? He was nominated for speaker a number of people by two people. Yeah. He's been uh, in one of the 15 rounds. He's but, I mean, what I'm just of the saying Republican is that the Party. lying has been so invasive, mm -hmm. so ubiquitous mm -hmm. that no one will believe the truth anymore. And that, that you can put that at the, at the feet of Donald Trump, who started the lying. So what? What? This is dumb bitch. Didn't Has Joe, she not figured out the fact that we figured out that you're a fucking liar, you stupid whore? Didn't, didn't, we have figured it out. We're not that dumb. Didn't Joe literally have to bow out the first time he ran for president because he got caught, caught lying. lying? Yes. Okay. He used, she, she was alive then, right? Because she's like 100? Yes. Okay. Just Just checking. She's she's been around the same amount of time Joe's been in Congress. Yeah. 120 years. Yeah. You think she's paying attention to politics then? No. 
I mean, I, she was, I think she was doing the news then. So she's a cunt. No, I know. I know. But you know, her memory shot. Well, she fucking took You're eight right. jabs. It's all just Kabuki theater. I know. Fucking this dumb bitch. She couldn't tell her asshole from a hole in the ground. Yeah, I Get know. the fuck out of here. I know. God, okay. I fucking hate Joey Bayhart. She can fucking. Anyway, I apologize. I digress. It is all kabuki theater. You are 100% right, Jason. No doubt there. And it is fucking gross, T Bone. Hmm. Don't worry, there's more, though. Oh, it looks like we got some MTG going on here. Oh, yeah. Some backroom deals. Is this backroom deals we see? <sighs> Just. Congresswoman, do you have a message about the documents found at the Penn Biden Center? Uh, yeah, this is a very serious situation. Uh, vice presidents cannot declassify documents, and the fact that Joe Biden uh, is in possession of, of classified documents when he was vice president signals that we need to have a serious investigation into this. And there's a there's a true two tiered justice system uh, stemming from Merrick Garland's uh, Department of Justice and the way that President Trump has been treated. Who who is allowed to to classify and declassify documents? Presidents can do that versus the Democrats and Joe Biden and how he's being treated. Um, I'll echo again, uh, impeach Biden. And that's what we need to do. And All right. This, this hallway that she's in. All right. <laughs> this is going to sound gayer than me, but all right. This hallway here in Congress. All right. This is the tunnel that leads you back to, uh, what is it? The Madison building is that second set of office buildings mm -hmm. that they have. This is what they call the freshman congressman hallway here. This hallway extends all the way down under the road. You you can't you can't see it. It's the one that AOC was hiding in during Correct. January 6th. Correct. Yeah. Same hallway. Mm -hmm. It goes under the road. You can't see it. Um, but it's the travel that all the freshman congressmen make. Normally, when you're a fucked up congressman and you done fucked up and you pissed off a bunch of people, they put you over there in that building. So you have to make that walk again as a, like you're a freshman congressman again. Mm -hmm. She still has to make that walk with all the other freshman congressmen that are walking. She still doesn't have any committee. She still doesn't have a committee that tells you something about Marjorie Taylor Greene, folks. I mean, for real. I, I'm not. I'm How not do you flip so her? fast and not get a? And she was like, she still oh, hasn't. I didn't gotten... ask for a committee. You know what? You know we can we can shit all, shit on them all day and say, oh, you know, well they were holding up for committees and whatnot. Good, good on them. Why didn't she ask? Why didn't she get a committee? Why didn't she get a committee? The Republicans are in charge. Mm -hmm. Why didn't she get a committee? I understand why she was kicked off of all of her committees before. I get it. But even freshman congressmen get committees. Yeah. She didn't get a fucking committee. And remember, she had said that she was going to be on, like, running an investigation or something. Senate Armed Services Committees, yeah. or the, the House Armed Services Committee is yeah. what she was going after. Yeah. She didn't get it at all because Matt Gates got it. Mm. Why did he get it and she didn't get Oh, he asked for it. She just went out and said that she had it. She didn't actually ask, ask for it. it. Ooh, 
Marjorie, welcome to Senate. This is how it works. I'm sorry, I can't do it as good as Liana. But Marjorie, welcome to... This is how house works. You must ask for job if you want job. Job does not get thrown at you and hope to stick to wall. No, you ask for job, we give you job. Maybe. That's how it works. Anyway, uh, Tucker had something to say about it as it was breaking yesterday. Yeah, because he's on at the perfect hour because mm -hmm. shit as a shit breaks. That's where he's at. And I know Liana's got a way worse time slot. Pre-dawn raids on the University of Pennsylvania at any moment. Because <laughs> it's a national security threat. Merrick Garland will get right on that. But actually, Penn may be a national security event. We know you're very impressed. Your nephew got in. But Penn, as an institution, takes an awful lot of money from the Chinese Communist Party. Not making that up. In recent years, Penn has received more than $50 million from anonymous Chinese donors. So the question is, were those donors peering at the classified documents, the national security secrets that Joe Biden had been stashing at the fake think tank that Penn set up for him? How much access... Don't worry, Tucker. I did the research. It's $50.4 billion to be exact. Million. No, or a million. Yeah, it's $50.4 million is what the University of Pennsylvania has taken from Chinese donors. I did the research. I found out the number. I'll let him finish. Did they have exactly these documents? We're very much looking forward to the Washington Post expose on that. And of course, the Russian Post expose is going to be way better because it comes with a lot more details and it's way more interesting. So we'll, we'll just wait for the Russians to come out with it. It's more important that way. Hmm. Anywho. This is fun. This is a fun one. This so is just a little, a little humor. Uh, humor break because, I mean, everything's humorous these days. So why not make fun of it? Hey guys, it's me, the government, just checking in on ya. Oh, don't, don't want to be a bother. I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm dead ass. Just saying hi. Okay, everybody have your booster shots. Everybody up to date? 50. Yeah, it's 50. Okay, show me your band-aids and show me the piece of paper with proof. Great. Written in pencil. No possible way anybody can forge that. Okay, and where's your framed photo of Lord Fauci? Hold it up. Look at him. Hail the COVID king. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Okay, great. And how many cis white males in the house? Can't have more than two. You know that's the law. What about that fellow? Looks a little pale. Oh, he's one one hundredth Mexican. I'm sorry. Gracias. Speaking of, are you hiding any illegal immigrants in the house? You're not? Well, that's illegal. You know you have to hide a minimum of five every month. Go to the border and grab some of those amigos. All right. And the thermostat is set to 50 degrees. Nice job. Not one degree higher or you will be murdered, executed. I'm just kidding. Just your pets. Hashtag climate change. Okay. And all the men in the house castrated, pull your pants down. Let me see. Clean as a whistle. Love to see it. Uh, okay, great. And any kids in the house feeling like they're born in the wrong body? the 12-year-old and the 6-year-old was wearing pink. Okay, well, we are going to send a government surgeon to cut his little wee-wee off, and we're going to pump him full of hormones meant for dying cancer patients, just to be safe for 5, 10, 15 years. There's it's fine. It's reversible. All right, looks great. We're going to get out of your hair. I'll check back in in 30 seconds. Wow. That was... Um well done, sir. Yes, well done, because hysterical. that is the federal government looking in on you. Too much. Through your Amazon Alexa dot. Mm -hmm. 
thing. So go out, get another one. Your thing, whatever. Your personal tracking device that you set up in your house. But okay, that that was pales in comparison. That was that was parody. That was satire. Okay. In case true you guys, satire. In case you guys don't know, that was yes, it was true satire, but it was it was satire nonetheless. Okay. Correct. This, it's funny. This is this is cringe. This is scary. This is cringe worthy. Because I remember when this guy used to be funny. Okay. And that's not saying something. Alpha, then Delta, then Omicron next. But this latest variant might be the best. It's XBB.1.5. Another brand of COVID 19 has arrived. It's a new strain, but it isn't the same. Sounds more like Elon Musk's name. It's XBB.1.5. She does not get me to turn that off. Nice. She downloaded that. No, no, no. That is not me. I wasn't me. doing that. I was showing you, pointing out nice Illuminati symbol that signal that he was doing there, covering the one eye. Did y'all see that? I don't know how you could miss it. <sighs> Seriously. I, I, you know, they're calling it the Kraken. The left is calling this new variant the Kraken. I'm not even kidding. The Kraken hasn't been released yet. Like they're admitting that it's been designed and they're releasing them on schedule. The Kraken hasn't been released yet. That was literally a post. This new variant is the Kraken. It's the Kraken. It's it's a mild cold. Seriously. You have like two days of the sniffles. You might have a headache. We so fucking suck. We so <laughs> fucking suck. We really do. We just suck. But this is what's happening um, in California because in California, they've passed that law where you can't speak out against the medical narrative, government administrative narrative, or you lose your license. Oh, now and there's all sorts of new gun laws that just went into effect yeah. too in California. Watch what's coming in California. I hope you don't own guns because you're going to, because they knew just, hey. they just struck it down. They struck down the gun things in, in uh, New Jersey and the bump stock federally. Yes. Federally, the bump stock's gone, but they just approved this micro stamp that they're going to put on all ammo. So when you shoot your gun now, mm-hmm. that micro stamp will be on your ammo. What if you make your own ammo? Cha-ching. Okay, that's a good question. Anyway. That's what I do, bitches. What up? Mm-hmm. They don't know about that yet, so we're just going to be quiet about it. Okay. Just going to be quiet. Yeah, just, you know, tell 25,000 people. Sure. It's only 25. No big deal. It's not a big deal. Okay. It really isn't. It's a small debt in society. Stop. They all know this already. Everybody I'm talking to that knows anything about guns already knows this and they're already fucking straight with it. They're That's like, true. I load my own shit, so yep. I don't give a fuck. I gotcha. I collect my own brass. Yep. They know what I'm talking about. So a few months ago, I, I looked at the package insert. I pulled it from the box of mRNA product 
And you know, it was sealed just like I'm showing you here. I, I unsealed the box that the entire thing came in and then I pulled this out and this is what it looks like. So I'd like to show this to you. It is, sorry about that. It's, um, it's blank. Boom. There it is. It says intentionally blank on it. That's the data that pharmacists and physicians are basing on giving the injections outside of mainstream media recommendations. There it is right there. Here's a good question. Why didn't they just print that on a piece of paper the size of a postage stamp? Why all the theater of folding it up into a great big piece of paper like, like that? Why? That's what's passing for informed consent. No, 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 I'm sorry. Again, I have to stop this mm -hmm. one more time. It's only one senator there. I know. and this It's is, only Ron Johnson. This, There's no committee behind this. Okay. There's nothing that's going to come from this. This is not right, the point stop. of the clip. I got you. No, it's yes, and it there, is the point. There were two senators there no, and they did done. get another congressional record. No. It's only Senator yeah, Ron Johnson. There was another senator that showed up. You don't see him there, but they got it on the congressional record because there was another senator that showed up. We've already discussed this. I showed Who you was the, clip. the other senator? I, show, I don't remember, but I showed you the clip. I literally showed it to you on air where I, he came in. I still have not found the other senator's name. So right now there is no congressional record I literally played this. it for you yeah, on the air. We with never, him coming on we never with his, his name never he sat it. down yes you did i never saw it that's this is all yeah you did shit. i played it on this air. is all theatrics right here right so how am i to get informed consent to parents when i have this is what i have i have a government that's telling me that i have to say safe and effective and if i don't my license is at threat um how am i to give informed consent to patients we're seeing an uptick in myocarditis. We're seeing an uptick in adverse reactions. We have trusted these regulatory agencies. I have for my entire career up until now. Something is extremely wrong. I, I, I still think this is theatrics. I still think well, this, this what is what she's saying isn't the theatrics. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with what she's saying. What I'm saying is it's a waste of time. There's... I only saw Ron Johnson in there yet again. I did not see another okay. senator well, it's, in there. It was the same one. It was the same thing from before. Well, I did not again. I'm, didn't see another senator. It's not going anywhere. I still haven't heard anything from that supposed committee. Where is that committee yet? Haven't heard a fucking thing about it. I don't know, but I, I think it's all bullshit. I think it's all crap. I think, again, it's there to keep us dumb, to put hope in something that does not. For instance, what did you just say last night about fucking uh, what's his name? The the other case, the Supreme Court case that we were all latching on to got, got thrown out. Yeah, this is the same thing. It, that whole thing. Without another sitting senator sitting right next to Ron Johnson. Okay, well, we'll get to an actual case that's ongoing in just a moment. But um, y'all know that Rams, uh, and I'm not a football person, so I don't know who this is, but Rams Russ Yeast. He's the second NFL player this week to be hospitalized for a scary chest heart injury. He's got a pulmonary contusion. That's bullshit. He's got a... How do you have a, what's a pulmonary contusion? He has a blood clot. 
Mm. So, um, yeah, he just didn't pass out in the field. The difference is, is he, didn't he didn't have a heart attack on the, on the field. Yeah. But again, that's two, two in a week. Really? So, what was the last time that actually, we saw it? It, it was, um, well, no, it happened during the game. It happened but during the game. He, so he during left the, the field. Oh, during the overtime loss to Seattle Seahawks this weekend, Russ East, who's filling in for Nick Scott, was knocked out of the game with what was called a chest injury while he was listed as questionable to return. He never did. Um, yeah, I saw I saw the whole thing, him being brought to the back. He was grabbing his chest. Yes, he had a chest injury. They, they said it was... They said a, a, a bruise on the lung. They said it was... A mm -hmm. yeah, whatever. It's sure fucking goddamn. You know it's a jab injury. Everybody's aware of that now. Everybody's know. no. Everybody knows this. Even liberals know this. Mm -hmm. I've heard two more CNN reporters say the same shit. They maybe it's an accident. Maybe they're saying it by mistake. But they brought up the same point. That's not a worse hit than we've ever seen before in the NFL. I agree. What dropped it? What made a professional athlete have a heart attack on the field like that? Obviously the jab. Everyone knows it's the jab. If you don't know it's a jab, I apologize. I'll bring you to that threshold. It is the jab, though. I guarantee it. So in case y'all aren't aware. Um, Apparently. At, uh, at, excuse you. Right. See right there. I wish Mick would let V Lynn talk more. Just a thought. When I start, can you like not interrupt me and actually let me talk instead of talking over me and, and just jumping in? That would be nice. I'd appreciate it. We'll talk. Okay, great. Well, uh, Diamond from Diamond and Silk. Drop dead unexpectedly. She was not vaccinated. So this was really just a tragedy. I'm not saying you can't talk. I'm just saying, please don't just interrupt me and talk over me when I start. So go ahead and play the clip. So if y'all aren't familiar with Diamond and Silk, they were like huge Trump supporters. They were on Newsmax. Um, they were on Fox News. Then they got off of Fox News because the mandate. Then um, they were on Newsmax and they dropped out of Newsmax for the same reason. They went to RSBN. Um, they did not take the jab. Um, and Diamond passed away. Or from what we know. Unexpectedly. Yeah. From what we know. Yeah. Okay. We're going to bring on our guest. Let me go ahead and introduce him. He established Project Veritas in 2011 as a nonprofit journalism enterprise to continue his undercover reporting work. Today, Project Veritas investigates and exposes corruption, dishonesty, waste, fraud, and other misconduct in both public and private institutions. So which one's Diamond? The one that's talking. Okay. Please welcome to the show, James O'Keefe. <laughs> hey there, guys. Hello, it's great Jack, how are you? So good to see you guys again. Oh, and likewise, it's good to see you all. I, 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 I've been um, reading this book right here. Uh -huh, yes, right here, you all. American Muckraker. I think I said it right. I hope I did. Okay. And I got some questions for you. Yeah, we have questions. Okay. We have questions. All right. okay. You 
say reporters considered it their function to court the high and mighty rather than condemn them, to extol public officials rather than expose them, right? So do you think that these public officials have bought the media, meaning they they sort of control the media because, hey, I'll give you this allegedly if you don't speak about that? That's a really good question. And then, by the way, that's one of my favorite quotes in the book. You guys are focusing on the right things without fear of favor and extolling public officials rather than condemning them. You just hit the nail on the target. Um, I think there in journalism, there's always been a tension between access and autonomy. What does that mean? It means that journalists are always in this, in this weird space between trying to be too cozy to their sources in the government and too adversarial. Okay. One more thing. All right. COVID mm. you've, you've put out a lot of information You've done a lot of investigative work mm -hmm. when it comes to these pharmaceutical companies. Do you think this is going to go away? Do I think COVID's going to go away? Yes. Oh, I, only two people can predict the future: God and liars. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't like to. I don't like to do the thing that I'm opposed to, which is to speculate. Right. Certainly James yeah. O'Keefe, it's been a pleasure talking to you all. Thank you. For you your all time. make sure you support if you got tips. You all know where to go. Thank you so much for being on the show tonight. We really appreciate it. And we're going to keep you in our prayers. We're going yes. we're gonna, to we're pray that God keep his edge of protection, protection around you. Because you, you got important family. work to do. Love you, James. You. We appreciate you. All right, you. Diamond. See you Thank soon. You. Okay, Thank girl. Y'all, okay, oh. let me tell you something. Wait. That is a lot. He does some serious some, work. Some deep stuff. I don't ever want to cross this bad side. Who's the the movie? Um, they always reminded me of uh, what the fuck was it? Is it Lethal Weapon three? Yeah, where the lady comes, um, where they're in the armored car in the beginning of the movie, and they chase the guy down after they get stuck on street duty because they blew up the building. And Mel Gibson and Danny Glover are in the armored car as it's racing through the streets mm -hmm. after they were in uniform and shit. And the armored car driver is a female. And she chases Danny Glover around the whole time. She goes, Oh, bye-bye, baby. I love you. Sweet. Bye-bye. And she's always, she's got these huge nails that stick like 35 feet off of her fingertips. And she's always like, bye-bye, baby. It's like, oh my God. Made me laugh hysterically, but just made me think of. That's who she reminds me of. Okay. I can see that. Um, it, of course, when I, when I initially, and it was Trump that initially released the, the information about her death. And when I initially heard that she died, of course, my, my thought was, well, you know, she got jabbed. Um, and then I was hearing that uh, basically the left was coming out and saying that she died because she wasn't jabbed because she was an anti-vaxxer. Then there's some talk of, I don't know, foul play, but at the same time, Silk was with her when she died. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it really, yeah, she was only 51. So she had COVID and she was in the hospital. Is that right, Zisco? Interesting. Anyway, but you know, we'll pray for, pray for her, pray for her family, pray for Selk. 
Because Diamond really, she was kind of the driving force behind that pair. So, like, if Silk died, I could see Diamond going it alone. If Diamond died, I don't, I, I don't see Silk going it alone. Yeah. So. Yeah, her twin sister. Silk was her twin sister. Craziness. So, yeah, it's just horrible. Absolutely horrible. Anyway, what's what's the next? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, so speaking of James O'Keefe, there's a reason I put those clips in order. Uh, Project Veritas at it again. Chris Croce is a senior associate scientist with Pfizer. He goes on to explain a test that is currently taking place at Pfizer, not to determine the effectiveness, but to see if it is leading to heart attacks. I'm glad you didn't get any uh, myocarditis. Yeah. That's a concern, right? Yeah. More so for younger people. Why? That's what we're looking into right now. Oh, that, cool. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we're doing, we just sent like 3,000 patients samples mm -hmm. to get tested for like elevated troponin levels yeah. um, to see if it's vaccine based or so what's it look we're, like we're, i don't know we're, we just sent that over this past week and the last batch will be sent over next week all external testing we'll see hopefully it's good well no. i mean if not then in my opinion that might pull something from the market Hmm. That is a uh, senior associate scientist at Pfizer. They just sent samples to test tropopin levels or whatever, however you say that. Tropopin is the enzyme that's released from your heart when it's damaged during a heart attack. It's how we know that you've had a heart attack. It's a simple blood test. We can draw blood and find it. And if it's there, then you've had a heart attack. If it's not there, then you haven't had a heart attack. It's how a doctor knows if you've had a heart attack or not. So in India, they're finally looking into their increase in deaths. But it's, of course, anything but the vax. Anything but the vax. There's an issue that we must talk about. Have you noticed how so many young people are dying of heart attacks? I know I've spoken about this in the past and repeatedly, but there's a need to talk more about this and try and understand why heart attacks are suddenly claiming young lives. For the longest time, heart ailments were problems we associated with older people, those above the age of 60. But earlier today, a young politician died in India. She was all of 42. She died of a heart attack. A couple of months ago, it was singer KK. He was 53 years old. He died of a heart attack. Cricketer Shane Ward, 52 years old, again died of a heart attack. Young actors have died. Young athletes have died. They were all seemingly fit people. So what, what went wrong? Before we put together the story, we spoke to some doctors to look for answers. And this is what they told us. They said there are six things that make a person vulnerable to heart attacks. Diabetes, blood pressure, blood cholesterol, smoking family history and lifestyle. How vulnerable you are to a heart attack depends on how you fare on this chart. But here's the thing, neither high sugar levels nor high blood cholesterol levels is a new phenomenon. People in their 30s and 40s have been diagnosed with these problems for a while now. People in their 30s and 40s have also been smoking for generations now. So what has changed recently? 
And this is where we need to understand the biology behind a heart attack. What triggers it? A person suffers a heart attack when the low flow of blood, in, in fact, the flow of blood to the heart is reduced or blocked. Why does that happen? Because of a blockage in the arteries. It does not happen overnight. It takes years of fat buildup or high levels of cholesterol or the likes. The narrower the arteries, the lesser the flow of the blood. Now, some of you may be surprised to learn that by the time a person reaches a late 20s or early 30s, man or woman, they're likely to already have a certain amount of blockage in the arteries. The blockage, however, is mostly negligible. But one episode of stress can sometimes push the heart over the edge. It can be anything, a new workout regime, a physical ailment or a stressful life event. Now, the Wuhan virus has been that stressful event for a lot of young people and old, of course. They're either grieving someone or stressing over a lost job or their body is stressed because of long COVID or COVID-related heart problems. And this is where we must also bring in the role of lifestyle changes. You see, most young people don't get regular heart checkups. Okay, It's I obviously because I... for the longest time, there has not been the need to get your heart checked at an early age. So without... Pre-cardiac checkups, people sign up for rigorous workout routines, they lift weights, experiment with high-intensity training, sometimes their heart can't afford this physical stress. But how do you explain this to a workout-obsessed generation? Then there's also the stress from work, what we call occupational stress. It is constantly on the rise. Sometimes the body is also stressed because of a sedentary lifestyle, obesity or smoking. All of these contribute to heart attacks at a young age. So if you ask what has changed in the last couple of years, it's three things. One, pandemic. Two, stress levels. And three, high-intensity workouts. While the changes have been universal, there are a couple of things that may explain why Indians seem to be more at risk of heart problems. Number one is genetics. Indians have a high risk of heart diseases. Studies say Indians also have smaller blood vessels. And they suffer heart diseases at least 10 years before people in the West. Meaning... Remember, black people couldn't see well at night yes. in World War II. Yes. <laughs> Despite all the fried food an American might have, a heart disease only in her 60s. But when an Indian consumes the same food, he or she will likely have the same problems in their 50s and now increasingly in their 30s and 40s. And two, reason number two, Indians are also more at risk of premature diabetes. I'm sure you know that India is called the world's diabetes capital. And diabetes, like we mentioned, is one of the leading causes of heart attacks. Diabetes. No, they're not the leading cause of heart attacks. Leading cause of heart attacks is being a fat fuck. That's the leading cause of, of a heart attack. Not anymore. Now it's the jab. The it leading cause a of a heart attack is being a fat fuck. <sighs> that is the leading cause Did of being a heart attack. Did you notice how she completely contradicted herself? She said, like, how do you, like, how do you tell a workout-obsessed generation to stop, to, to stop working out because they might start working out when they've already been sedentary? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Then this guy, this guy's, this guy's funny. This guy flipped the fuck out. This is, this is quite funny. Oh, your own body, your own body. Sorry. If you want to get an abortion, get an abortion. If I want to get the vaccine, I get to choose. So you can't force, if, if I can't force you to get an abortion, you shouldn't be able to force because me to get Because it's the not about you. It's about people you interact with. And that's the social contract 
of public but we health. don't we don't even know if the vaccine worked or not at the time yes that's what the trials are dude that's why these trials what, are you missing data out but, there? but let me ask you a question are we saying only one type of scientists are right no we're saying that the system in place the sixteen thousand that signed that no 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 the, the system in place to test vaccines yeah. th- th- there's an entire system that's in place that that with review boards and all of this, yeah, the average that's in place. Now you can say you can ch- what you can say is, I I have a better idea than all these review boards and all these agencies and the CDC. I have a better idea. Here's what you should do, and that would have made everything better. Okay, you can put forth that idea, but what I'm saying is, in a case where you can contaminate someone else, it's not about you. It's about the collective you're assuming health you're assuming you're assuming because somebody can take the vaccine uh won't get covid which by the way i don't need to play the clips for you to see it where everybody said hey if you get it you're not going to get if you take the vaccine you're not going to get a rachel maddow joe biden i can give you fauci i can give you fit and you've seen these clips before it's not like you've never seen it before yeah, yeah. what happened they was, were wrong hold on so so um the strain evolved Oh, for fuck's sake. Yes, you're right. Neil deGrasse Tyson does need to stay in his lane. But I'm going to prove to y'all why he's wrong. Because he's talking about how vaccines go through such intensive trials that there's no way that these could be bad. Right? Except that these these didn't go through that. Yeah. Well, here's that doubt for you real quick. Let's talk about the Pfizer clinical trials, a little known data point that was hidden from us until the fall of um, 2021 through a FOIA request was the all-cause mortality endpoint. And when you do drug trials, there's endpoints you you test for, and one of which is known as the all-cause mortality, which is the risk benefit of the product. And generally speaking, when there's more deaths associated with the vaccine group or the product group versus the placebo group, it doesn't usually get approved by the FDA. Pfizer failed that endpoint. There were uh, 21 deaths in the vaccine cohort and 17 in the uh, placebo cohort. That's a 23% excess death or, you know, 23% more people died in a 28-day period in that group. That should have shut it down right then and there, and it didn't. And, uh, when this was, when this became apparent to us in the fall of 2021, I spoke. You know, I still have contacts in the investment world, and I have former colleagues who are healthcare analysts that are now CFOs and right. CEOs of biotech companies. When they heard that, they were horrified. It's the golden it's the golden rule. You do not uh, push a product that has a risk reward that's adverse at bare minimum. So, you know, this 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 thing was um, a disaster from the get go, and. It's become apparent to me and many others that there was a a military-grade PSYOP uh, propaganda campaign that was pushed forth, and it's come out through FOIA requests that the government gave over a billion dollars to mainstream media to push the the vaccine narrative and um, censor anybody with a counter-narrative, not allow them on their shows. So informed consent at a bare minimum was violated for the whole country and the globe, in my humble opinion. Remember what he said there, military-grade PSYOP. Okay. And you wanted, you wanted a case. You wanted to see something go somewhere, right? Play the next clip. We've talked a little bit before about Brooke Jackson. 
if y'all aren't familiar with Brooke Jackson, she actually used to work um, as for one of the subcontractors uh, running the trials for the Pfizer vaccine. And she was a whistleblower because of how poorly the trials were conducted. And this is going to trial for fraud. Oh, bring it back to the beginning because I had played part of it. Who is actually carrying the risk and uh, the liability? Most uh, countries, they identify them. In the U.S., it was always clearly identified. So they are taking uh, the liability if there are lawsuits, for example, against that. So it's the government is taking the liability. It is. I think that's behind us. Uh, everything <laughs> went okay, and now I think we can move on. My name is Brooke Jackson. I was fired in September of 2020 for being a whistleblower. Okay, let me back this up again, back uh, up a little bit for those lurkers here. So there we go. This uh, everything <laughs> went okay, and now I think we can move on. Pfizer could be held liable for harm caused if their claims on safety and effectiveness were based on fraud. In September of 2020, for being a whistleblower. In 2021, the British Medical Journal investigated and published a peer-reviewed article substantiating the fraud she witnessed as a regional director of Pfizer's clinical trials in 2020. She's now suing Pfizer and their conspirators on behalf of the people of it's the United States. It's a level that I haven't seen in any other case. And maybe uh, Werner can talk about in his experience as well. The way that our system is working right now is evil. It is against humanity, is unprecedented, that I've never seen before. This, is, this claim is brought by Brooke Jackson on behalf of all the people. Sometimes the government does a good job of advocating for the people. Sometimes it doesn't. Brooke's case could be life-changing for people injured by a product they were lied to about being safe and effective. And those that have been injured by this vaccine, and if there's anything successful, we'll go to them. To the vaccine injured. Correct, yes. So, Brooke's case does have teeth because they can prove fraud and fraud should vitiate their indemnity or their, their liability, right? However, I was listening to a podcast today. Um, actually, I was watching this, this, uh, I was reading Catherine Watts Substack and it was posted on there and I went and watched it. And I heard something on there that really caught my attention and I really want to get your opinion on it. And I know you haven't heard it. Um, so I, I downloaded it and I pulled it up to the point, this particular point. So do me a favor, babe, and play this. Cause this is, this kind of blew me away. And yet they haven't pulled it off. They, not, they did not stop. They did not do anything. So, so then we have, we have Burke's suit 
they filed, they sued Pfizer. Pfizer turned around and filed their motion to dismiss. And buried within that, we all discovered that Pfizer said that they had contracted with the Department of Defense for an OTA contract. Catherine, you want to explain what an OTA contract is? Because I think, you know, I, I know initially when I spoke to some of Brooks uh, lawyers, they didn't know about the OTA. And I said, and I basically said, what you have to do is, I mean, they use this type of contract in Nigeria uh, several years ago, Pfizer did. So I, I wasn't unfamiliar with it, but from the legal perspective, explain to our audience simply just what does that mean? It's basically just a carve out from normal federal procurement contracting that gives the contractors and the government agency much, much more flexibility to avoid regulations or bypass regulations or override them um, that would otherwise apply. And it also exempts them from um, sort of congressional oversight of the contracting itself. Um, it kind of puts that control into the agency hands without Congress being as involved and without as much reporting requirements to Congress. So they just have, so so the person who gets that contract just has to produce a product without any oversight of following any regulations that that product may come under under normal circumstances. Is that, is that essentially yeah? All right. So as a result of that, that could be one of the reasons why they haven't taken it off the shelf, even though they're aware of it. But whose responsibility is it to take it off the shelf at that point in time? If they know if they know this is causing harm, I mean, where does the onus lie in terms of leadership on this? Or so, dereliction of duty, I should say. So dereliction of duty, it's, well, so as far as I can guess uh, here is because the DOD ordered these things under OTA from farmers and the way the whole structure was set up, which is not just the contracting part, but also the fact that um, the whole organization is essentially headed by the government, not the private manufacturer. So we have U.S. government doing all the critical, I would say, executive functions around research and development and manufacturing of these, uh, they call them prototype countermeasures, right? So the government is essentially created this superstructure in which pharmas are only about third level down. Uh, as, as, as suppliers. And it's not just Pfizer and Moderna. It's also, it's also a huge number of existing DOD uh, contractors and suppliers. So because the government and DOD specifically is driving this, they, they are in charge of designing clinical trials. They are in charge of regulatory interactions. In fact, pharmas cannot have independent interaction with the DA around these things. They, they only have to uh, always copy BARDA and have BARDA representatives go to FDA meetings with them. That's how strict... Explain to the audience what BARDA is, Sasha. BARDA is Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority. It's a... Uh, it's the DARPA of HHS. DARPA of HHS, yes, exactly. So it's... it's And it's actually, if you, if you go on their website, their website address is countermeasures.gov, I think, but it's, it's countermeasures as a as a web address. Uh, and uh, so they are the ones designing, developing these countermeasures. They're the ones overseeing it. So it's the government making these things through BARDA and DOD. Uh, and farmers are only fulfilling certain parts, but they don't own this product. So that explains why farmers, while monitoring and counting thousands of bodies, did nothing 
in terms of withdrawal, recall or withdrawal, because I suspect they don't have that authority either. So, Catherine, we know that in some of the foreign countries that have purchased the U.S. pharmaceutical COVID shots, Uruguay, Australia, Israel, um, very early on, some of the officials there wanted to get copies of the contracts. In Uruguay, in the court, Pfizer said, sorry, this is you know confidential. The president's office in Uruguay joined Pfizer in court and said, no, this is confidential. We tried to get it from Israel, then the Minister of Health came out publicly and said that they, they they knew about you know some of the injuries, but they didn't they didn't tell it to the public. I know in Australia, there are officials down there trying to get copies of the Pfizer contracts. Do you think, Catherine, that the foreign governments know that this is really a DOD contract as opposed to Pfizer? Because we know on some of these contracts that we have for Pfizer, for instance, with we have a contract between Pfizer and Albania. Mm -hmm. and, and the, the Brazil office, one is almost and, identical. Yeah, and, and the office is that negotiates this contract from Pfizer is based out of the Netherlands. But do people know that this is really a DOD product? I think it depends on the level of person that you're talking about. I think at the highest levels, yes, because I think they're in the World Health Organization's sort of consortium of state level, meaning federal state level mm -hmm. um, architects or implementers of the program. But I think lower down the chain, like at the doctor level, at the probably at some of the regulator, regulator level, they don't know. And Sasha has talked about this too, that there's like, there's a cutoff somewhere in the FDA where. Okay. So. First off. There's so much there. Are you familiar with OTA contracts? No? All right. Do you remember when the UK, they FOIA'd the government for the Pfizer for the um, Pfizer contracts and they were told that uh, they couldn't be released because of it would harm their relations with their allies? Yeah. Yeah, there was a bit there. And... Are we that ally it would harm it with? Because But that's not what you're talking about. The DOD. You're not talking about the right thing. You're confusing two different topics with the same thing. Okay. So explain to me what I'm confusing. You're confusing the fact that we blew up a fucking a fucking line, a gas line in the Russian Sea, or the Brits did it, or we did it. We don't know which. And you're confusing that with COVID. No, no, I'm talking about when they um, they foiled. This is before that. They uh, this is like last year. They they foiled they foiled the UK government for the Pfizer contract. And Who they, did uh, the people? Who? Uh, like what people? People on the ground. Oh, like name the people. Oh, okay, I, get the FOIA. Get the information. I, I have to go back and look it up. Do you guys remember what I'm talking about? Because all of that doesn't. It, everything they just said there. All you have to do, if it is a DOD contract, is look at the contract number. The contract number will tell you if it's a DOD contract or not. They 100% know nothing of what the fuck they're talking about. Okay. Well, they said it was because all you have lawsuit. to do, Why are you all, so angry? all you have to do is look at the fucking number. And if the number tells you at the top of it, if it goes zero, 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 one, 
That is a DOD contract. Mm -hmm. If the number does not start with that at all, it is not a DOD contract. Okay. Well, they said that it was in. They can say whatever the fuck they want. What I would love to see is the DOD. Again, Brooke Johnson. Great. She's going after Pfizer for fraud. She's not going after Pfizer for murder of However many Americans have been vaccinated. Because you can't until you prove fraud because they have you no can't. liability. How are you going to prove the fraud? How are you? Exactly. They have no liability. So how do you prove fraud based on no liability? If you have no liability for the product that you've issued, how are you going to prove fraud? Unless you can prove fraud, you have no liability. You can't prove the fraud without the liability. Well, she's a whistleblower that worked. They're not going to pr- you. You you can say all you want about the law. You've told me this a hundred times. They don't yeah, care about the law. They don't give I a know. fuck about the Constitution. I got you. They will do everything to usurp the Constitution, and they will do everything they can to make it like it never happened. And you know that that's going to happen. Period. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. I'm just saying. You can already see it. You can already see it happening in the in 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 the NFL. The NFL won't do anything about the vaccine. Why? Because if they admit that what happened to DeMar Hamlin was a vaccine-related injury, that means every other player that has passed out on the field, they are responsible for now because they forced everyone in the NFL to get the jab. Yep. I know. Let's, uh... Nobody's going to fucking, nobody in their right mind, no company, I don't give a fuck who you are. There's not an Amazon. There's not a Walmart. There's not a motherfucker out there right now that is going to come out against the vaccine. Why? Because they are responsible for all the people in their company that they forced to go get the shot. You know what they want this to do? They want it to disappear. Mm -hmm. Go underneath the carpet. Just go away. Just don't go away, Matt. Just go away. That's all they want. Period. All of this other shit is bullshit. Nobody has a case. The judges have already ruled. They already said that Texas did not have standing. Believe it or not, folks, that fucked us because now no other state can file suit against any other company for a state because they were they they lack the balls. What are you talking about? Because Texas doesn't understand in the election fraud case well that was the first one the second time was covid when they went after pfizer the federal court said you don't have standing for this and texas was shot down because they were like hey we don't want a mandatory and i agree texas isn't wrong but when the federal court said that texas lacked standing because another state was requiring vaccines of their employees that is that fucks us because the next time that this comes up the next time let's say one of you all fuckers becomes governor or mayor and you want to sue the federal government for something that they're doing in another state there it is todd uh todd is embedded post of the the contract number it's in her sub stack ota w15 i have no idea about ota so i can't tell Mm -hmm. you about an ota what i can tell you is a defense contracting number starts with zero 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 one why because the defense department was the first one to start contracting numbers so they have the ultimate el numero uno so when it's a dod contracting number it's zero 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 one because they're the first element in the government to start a contract like that 
after that, you go up, it goes per element. So everybody that starts with like a 0002, that's another element of the government. What element that is, I have no idea. I never got that good. I just know the DOD is 0001. Why? Because all of our NSNs, if you look at any NSN today, which is a national stock number in the United States Army, every national stock number in the United States Army starts out with a 1001. Why does it start out that way? Because the army was the first element in the DOD. Well, apparently OTA, OTA is uh, fairly new because it's a W something. So, um, so what's that? Like, what the fuck is going on? Is that like what black we're referring budget to? Shit? Yeah. No, because black budget Hidden. shit. Black budget shit looks just like everything else. You would never know that you're looking at black budget shit. Okay. Well, apparently OTA is like blanket coverage for do whatever the fuck you want. OTA sounds like something that they, it sounds like. And Congress approved it. Like, like they didn't even over realize the that counter they type, it. Like it sounds like over the counter type drugs. You know, it sounds gotcha. like OTA is other than authority. It sounds like everything other than what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So you want a drug from the FDA. You want something approved by scientists that doctors have all looked at and said, hey, this works. OTA sounds like. We're going out of bounds. It's not, and it's not just drugs. Like it, it's doesn't it's just every, apply to drugs. They, yeah, it's they use OTA contracts for I have whatever never, they want. I've been involved in black ops. I've been involved in all that shit. And I can tell you right now, I've never seen an OTA number in my whole entire life. I gotcha. The only OTA I know about is still in uh, uh, Pasequa, right there in New York City, just south of the city, right there. And that's where you go make your book. That's o that's OTB. Babe. OTB, whatever. Yeah, that's, OTA, that's OTB, different. OTA, OTB. Yeah, that's OTB. That's off track betting. Yes. I, I know where my one, my OTB is. I go to my OTB. I don't go to an OTA. No, you just got to go straight to the track. <laughs> well, no, that sucks too because you lose 7% at the track. I love going to the track. OTB, you lose 3%. The track's so much more fun. Yeah, though. but you make better bets. It's OTB. So much more fun. Hey, spark it up. That's how I initially got into horses when I was a kid. My grandma used to take me to OTB and I'd convince her to take me to the track. Fucker, you, your dad used to. My dad would take me to the track. Yeah, I was about to say, your dad but had my grandma, like my a grandma seat would, My grandma would track. take me to OTB. My dad would take me to the track. I loved the horses. That was pretty good, too. Hey. OTB, OTA, who gives a fuck? It, either way, I've never seen that contracting before. I have no idea what that is. Don't ask. Couldn't tell you. It's nothing I've ever seen before. I just know that it, if it's a true DOD contract, it will start out with 0001. I, I can just tell you that. It's not a true DOD contract because it's always four digits followed by three digits followed by two digits followed by four more digits with the letter in it. That wow. I will send you that entire show to listen to or to watch um, because it was pretty freaking interesting, but it especially led me down the line. You know, we'd always said that COVID and the jab was designed at Fort Detrick and then sent over to Wuhan when they eliminated gain no, of function you research said here. That. I said it wasn't. I said it was developed over there and then brought back here. Mm, okay. Um, the scientists may have been born here. But I said that it all started over there. Nah, we developed I it. I don't think. I think well, we developed it. I think our scientists did. Yes, over there. I don't think we developed it here. 
I think the military developed it. I think they contracted it to Pfizer to produce and take the blame for it. Yet another way for the military-industrial complex to launder money, especially in the absence of wars during the Trump administration. I, I would have agreed with you. I right up until you said that, I would have agreed with you. Why is that? And then you said that, and now I don't agree with you. Why? Because you're wrong. Who is? All right. I'm sorry. You got to stop this. I, I hate stopping that song too. You guys have this thought. Who makes out the biggest on military contracts? Uh, who Who is the one that clears the biggest dollar amount? Retired guys. No. Hmm. Who, if you're thinking, okay, so let's, let's look at this really quick, just from an aspect, right? Let's say I work, I'm the owner. I created the Barrett sniper rifle. Okay. Would you stop? <laughs> let's just say I created the Barrett sniper rifle. Let's just say I wanted to sell the Barrett sniper rifle to the United States military. Okay. Okay. Yet I'm a small company. Mm -hmm. I, I can't get in the, the door I normally get into. Okay. Which is through government contracting. How do you do that? Well, you just file for the patent for the government contract, whatever government contract you're going after. Why do I know that? Because our company, the company I work for right now, we do that. Mm -hmm. We file just like everybody else does. There's four companies that are always bidding for the same job. Now, how does that get more interesting? Well, it gets more interesting with this. You, let's just say, for instance, you provide a certain service. For, for instance, I'll take my company. We have two retired military guys. Yeah. We have one more than every other garage door company out there. Yep. Okay. Because technically, I count as two. Because you're 100% disabled. Correct. Yep. So technically, I count as two. So actually, we have three retired people working for us. As far as the military goes. As far as the military goes, when I put in for a contract. Like the credits that you get correct. for the contract. Yeah. For the contract. Yep. So when you put in for these contracts, there's always, because they go with the lowest bidder. They're never going to go with the guy that is bidding the most. Why? I have done contracting. Not full-fledged contracting, but I've done enough to know that the government goes with the cheapest rate available. Why? Because it's the federal government. It's taxpayer money. You're never going to pay big money for an event in the government when taxpayers are paying for it. So you're saying that the government makes the most money off contracts? No. Hmm. Because when you can't get in the normal door through contracting... Oh, the lobbyists make the most money you, off the contracts. No, you become a lobbyist. Why do you become a lobbyist? Because you go, hey, Senator, hey, Congressman, mm -hmm. I know you. You're on the Senate Armed Services Committee or you're on the Congressional House Oversight Committee for the Armed Services. Mm -hmm. Hey, I've got a contract that I've been trying to get approved and we're good friends. Hook a brother up. I okay. can't. 
Yeah. So the congressmen or the senators make the most money. Exactly. Because they don't work. They don't do anything. All they do is say, yes, you're good. Except for apparently these OTA contracts. But that's what drives me crazy because you can't in. That's the point. Like Congress and the Senate, like, for instance, if the military was trying to do some backhanded shit like that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's just say one of these congressmen or these senators on the Senate Oversight Committee or the Congress Oversight Committee concerning the military found out about it. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that would chap their ass. They'd Um, be pissed. How are you getting? No, 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 no. Not not without coming to my committee. So what they said was that the people at the highest levels were okay in this, which knew it. And I mean, mind you, they put out 4,000 page bills Are they being, in the middle of the night, 30 minutes before they get voted on. And is an no OTA one ever reads them. is an other than originally evaluated commodity, something that the government, I don't know what OTA stands for. We have to find out what OTA stands for because okay. that one acronym has it all. That will tell us exactly the spending function this came out of. Okay. OTA will normally, normally when it starts out with a letter it or a group of letters, it tells you the line item function this is coming out of. Okay. And it tells you where the money's going. If it starts out with a number, it's a broadband. So for instance, if it were a DOD contract, it would start out with 0001 yeah. and then it'll be two numbers. Then it'd be three numbers, and then it'd be followed by four numbers with a letter in it. Well, apparently these are other than authorized. I don't know. That's a possibility. I We don't know. Yeah. We have to find out what OTA stands for. Over the air. Yes, that's the one I find all the time. There's a military term for it. We got to ask somebody that's in the military right now that can tell me what OTA stands for if they know. If they don't know, then it's kind of pointless. Normally, I'd like to talk to a supply guy because if there's one person, oh, Office of Technology Assessment, that's a possibility. Mm. That could fall under a science budget. Yeah, that and that would make a lot of sense. Office of Technology Assessment. Hmm. Z Patriot, is that accurate or are you are you guessing or are do you, you know guessing that? or do you know that? I think that's the bigger question. Hit the bong again while he well while he answers. Because that's that's uh, other transaction authority, possibly Honey Badger, but who is immediately the action? The question is going to be who? OTA, if it was Office of Technology and Assessment, it's automatically a science budget. Why? Because we said technology. So that's kind of what it's intended for. But Z Patriot, seriously, dude, if you if that's what it is, yeah, that's kind of a dead giveaway right there. Mm-hmm. Other authorized contractor, that would be OAC, wouldn't be OT. Active government service, 26 years retired, U.S. ordinance. Okay, so okay. he knows. So, yeah. It's Office of Technology Assessment. All right, well then. That's. How do you know that? I'm curious. I'm, I'm just asking. I'm not. Um, 
I'm not being a dick. I'm just asking because I was active government service as well. I did 21 years, special forces. I've never heard of OTA before. That's why I'm asking. The Gateway Pundit. uh, Air Force Academy offensive lineman Hunter Brown dies suddenly walking to class. He was, I think, 19. No shit. happened today. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you got a Twitter file. Uh, I can't grab that, but... um, Veland's going to try. Oh, that's your private. That's okay. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. No, I got gotcha. you. No, no, I, I'm not doubting your service, dude. I'm what I'm asking is, is that legit? I mean, is that like, do you know that because you've seen it or do you know that because you learned that somewhere? No, Cisco said it's real. It was created in 1974. Really? I believe when I'm recent from what he's researching. Yeah. Cool. Be. So, um, I'm just wondering because OTA is very interesting. I've never heard it before. So that's all I'm saying. I've never come across it. And my 21 years assessment contract that I could very well, cause I've heard of other office of contracts before. For instance, when I was doing my job, uh, at, uh, CBP, mm-hmm. when I was buying them the new gun, I was under the office of, uh, was it, um, use of force. It was their use of force policy division office that I was working under, but my contract came from, um, it was, uh, CB, it was, uh, DHS. Um, and it was their CBP. It, it had a bunch of different letters in it, but it was basically their other office of determine. It's like their office of procurement is yeah, yeah, what yeah. Yeah. the end all be all of it was because they bought all was it? I bought 32 handguns. Mm-hmm. They bought all of those handguns. They still own all of those handguns mm-hmm. cause they're all registered with the federal government. Um, so all the serial numbers I so got off those the, those handguns were registered. The, the other thing they mentioned in that podcast, and I'll post that that whole show in the Telegram chat, um, and of course in the Substack. But the other thing they mentioned in that podcast, you know, when Biden came in, you know, he appointed a lawyer as the head of health of he, health and human services, yeah. not a doctor. Yeah. Why would he do that? Because. The, apparently, the Office of Technology Assessment falls under... Hey, Health and Human Services has HHS. only been around for like four or five years. Mm-hmm. They ain't been around for very long. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they need a lawyer. Normally, so in the middle of a pandemic, wouldn't you think you'd want a doctor in charge of health and human services? Normally, they bring lawyers in. There are years that you bring a lawyer in to run because what you want to do first... And normally, it's a, it's a, a catch-all. Like, uh, for instance... I'll give you a pr- Bush, Bush Jr., the younger mm-hmm. Bush, Bush too. Second Bush that we had in office, Flame Bush, mm-hmm. that one. He brought in two lawyers and he put them one over DHS and he put the second one over the CIA. And both of those were brought in because it's a check and balance that you bring in as a, as a president to cover your own ass because you want to make shit's going, you want to make sure shit's going legit there. You pick it, you know, as your president coming in, you pick out two good lawyers and you say, Hey, I know you guys aren't going to lie to me. I want to know the truth. 
Well, uh, or you, maybe I need you to cover this up. They're educated or there's, there is a possibility to that. They're educated enough to know how to do the managerial aspects of the job. They know they don't know the job, yeah. but all they're being asked to do, if you think about it, when you think about those positions, that's a managerial, like massive, you're seven le levels up. You're looking down out of a big eye scope. And their second in charge is a, um, shim in a uniform, which really makes you wonder. I know. Anyway, this is what they're trying to cover up though. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the daily dose from, um, the, uh, FLCCC, the front, front line, line, the frontline doctors. Yeah. Anyway, America's frontline doctors. Yeah. Hey, freedom lovers, this is Dr. Peterson Pierre with America's Frontline Doctors bringing you today's Daily Dose. So a funeral director from New Zealand says that 95% of the corpses he's been seeing had received a COVID-19 shot within two weeks of their passing away. Most appear to have died from a severe allergic reaction from the booster. Similar data from a UK funeral director, and I quote, from the very moment these injections went into arms, the death rate soared beyond belief. They labeled them as COVID deaths, but the reality is they were almost exclusively the people who were vaccinated. We now see record numbers of deaths in the vaccinated and in record numbers of young people. They die from a mixture of sudden, very aggressive cancers or blood clots, which cause heart attacks and strokes. Think about that. Do you still want that booster? They're neither safe nor effective. They don't stop infection or transmission. We know they don't work at all, but they have a high likelihood of causing potentially life-threatening side effects. Think about it. Ladies and gentlemen, only the truth will set you free. Stay tuned for the next Daily Dose. Are you not going to talk? Huh? You only undid me. <laughs> no, you still didn't hit it. <laughs> there you go. <sighs> oh, that's scary, huh? Oh, yeah. Play the next one because we, we need a little fun in our life. No, no. All the way on the right. Yeah, there you go. That one. And yes, Dr. Stella was reinstated on Twitter today. <coughs> the vaccinators, you were real cocky a couple months ago. You, we got vaccinated. <laughs> got my second shot April 19th. <laughs> I can't get sick from the corona. I'm vaccinated. See this bucket of virus? I'm vaccinated. I'll even lick metal. I'm not afraid of anything. I don't have to wear a mask. 
Uh, people vaccinated are getting sick. What? <laughs> you need a new booster. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants a shot? Who wants to see a ball game? Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Wave your flipper. <laughs> That's for you. Go see the ball game. Who wants who wants to work again? <laughs> That's for you. Who wants your kids educated? Go. <laughs> What's in the shot? It's safe. Don't worry. Don't worry. That's Jim Brewer for all the from who aren't familiar with him. How many people aren't laughing? You don't find Jim Brewer to be funny? No, I think Jim Brewer is hysterical. But the point is, is that every other motherfucker in that crowd, you know, is vaxxed. That's true. And you know, they're fucking laughing at it because they're making it normal now. Comedians are making fun of it. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's normal. Ha ha ha. Guy had a vax injury. Ha ha, killed him. Ha ha. It's funny, that's not what I've been hearing out of Mrs. Doom and Gloom over here. Hmm. Hmm. Well, funny. Um, I hate being right. It sucks. Dr. Mercola, are COVID boosters behind increase in cancer among younger adults? Research shows the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein obliterates 90% of the DNA repair mechanism in lymphocytes, white blood cells that help your body fight infection and chronic disease, including cancer. What do you know? Anyway. Um, yes, yeah, Steph, I think we can. Yes. Steph said, if, uh, can everyone pray for his brother, Mike and his wife, Lisa, their home burned down on Friday. They and their, their dog are okay, but they're staying in a motel. Then their aunt's home. He's going to try and build this house, but it's going to take a lot of work. Yeah. It was pretty fucked up. Yeah. Very fucked up. And absolutely. You can ask that. And yes, we will pray for you and them. Yes. Most definitely. But anyway. Okay. No, that's it. I, I, I hate being right, but COVID's, you know, the jab's causing cancer. Because I told you that like... Two years ago. Two years ago. So I, I, I don't know. We have known about that. Though. I know. And it has been causing cancer. Rapid upticks in cancer. Yes. Yes. We called it rapid onset cancer. They now call it turbo cancer. It's the same damn thing. But apparently, um, cause you know, so hold on. Elon's been teasing these Fauci files for like a week and a half now, right? They're supposed to come out the end of last week. They didn't come out. Apparently he put one person on them and there's like so much there that they just can't get through them. But Fauci has now responded to the Twitter that the Fauci files or, or lack thereof. And Maria. The pre-Fauci dump. Mm -hmm. And Maria did what? Nothing. Because she's okay. going to die from the jab, too. She is. 
Well, we are still awaiting the latest installment of Elon Musk's Twitter files, or as Musk teased, the Fauci files. Many are wondering, where are they and what do they say? Well, Dr. Anthony Fauci responding on a CBS News podcast saying, quote, I have no idea what he's talking about. I mean, there's a lot of misinformation, conspiracy theories, disinformation going on. I have nothing to say to him. I want to bring in DPCM Capital Chairman and CEO and former Uber Chief Business uh, Vice President Emil Michael. Michael, uh, Emil, good morning to you. And, and first off, let's start with we'll get to uber in a second but let's start out with this fauci uh you know look these twitter files have been pretty explosive and what we had now learned is that the government had no problem telling twitter and facebook and instagram what to put out there and what not to put out there fauci seems to be one of the most controversial figures of this time frame when it comes to twitter what do you think is going to be happening I think I think what you'll see in the Twitter files is uh, regarding Dr. Fauci is more a little bit more of what we already saw, which is that the government was going to Twitter and going to these other social media networks and saying, we want this off, we want that off, we want that off. And and some of the things they wanted off were, were pretty shocking. Uh, they wanted just, you know, some comedians off. They wanted uh they wanted to you know, push propaganda out about some of their objectives to the American people, not to foreign adversaries. So I think with the Fauci files, what you're going to see is a lot of government trying to say uh, to back up claims about masks working, about the vaccines being foolproof and so on, and trying to silence the critics who are questioning whether those things were actually true. And I think that's what we're going to see a lot of in the Fauci file deployment we should see this week. All right. Uh, you know, I, I I got a question because I'm really tired of hearing about this Fauci file bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what really drives me nuts? Hmm. I, I kind of want to know why I, along with about 7,000 other members of Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, you name all the social media stuff out there. More like 7 billion, but okay. No, there were 7,000 of us thrown off on January 7th. Oh, okay, yeah. I kind of want to know why we were thrown off because we never got an email. We never got a message. We never even got a warning. We never even got a dick slapping. None of that. Why? Why didn't we get that? Why is it that that part of it we can't ask any questions about? Why why is that? I, I want to know about that. You want to get into the Fauci files? That's fine. Let's get into the Fauci files. But let's find out why 7,000 normal Americans on January 7th of 2020 we're just thrown off the internet. Well, funny you should As say if that. I didn't have a First Amendment. Because that's actually in court right now, that particular case. Um, Tracy Beans is covering it with uh, Uncover DC. Um, she put out a, a, a big thread on it, um, but this is from her website. Uh, Let's see. Americans worried about the government conspiring with social media companies to censor their speech aren't conspiracy theorists. It's been proven. Uh, 
Just this past Friday, what appears to be one of the only honest judges left in America ordered several key figures to sit for depositions in a court case brought against the federal government by the states of Louisiana and Missouri. In the case, the states allege that several key bureaucracies in the federal government have conspired with big tech companies to censor free speech on social media platforms. When the case was filed, the judge granted a very rare expedited discovery. That expedited discovery produced profound results. Now the parties returned to court to ask the judge to force people who wouldn't usually be subject to deposition at all, let alone in an expedited manner to sit for depositions to get them under oath about what they have done. The judge granted that request and his order illuminates a conspiracy that spans almost every government institution in direct contravention of the United States Constitution constitution and worse than any of us could have really imagined. To summarize, we learned Friday that Anthony Fauci, the State Department, CISA, the CDC, the White House, and other government organizations have each engaged in unconstitutional and quite frankly Orwellian behavior, and it has been proven, not alleged, proven, that they have acted in this manner. Some gems. The head of CISA has designated your thoughts as critical infrastructure within the United States government, and the Census Bureau got involved with tracking down people posting what the Ministry of Truth considers mis, dis, or malinformation. CISA is calling your thoughts cognitive infrastructure, and the Census Bureau is somehow assisting the government with censoring facts it doesn't like. Yeah. Um, this is a very long article. It's like 28 pages. I'm obviously not going to read the whole thing, but they are, um, forcing Pisaki to give a deposition. Um, let's see the case covers several different verticals. And while I wish I was party to the case, gateway pundit is represented from the media. So whatever verdict comes in, we can uh, appropriate it to the verticals we need as necessary. They details the origin of COVID election integrity, early treatment, Hunter's laptop, and more. Also, you can read who they are requesting expedited deposition from and the head of CISA is included along with Fauci. It's a lawsuit, right? Uh, well, let's see. It's a lawsuit. You just said that. This, Yeah, the state of it's a Missouri lawsuit. versus... It's not, it's not a criminal case. It's a lawsuit. It is not a criminal case. Again, they are not going to bring a criminal case well, against this. Well, it's a this. constitution. I mean, it's a First Amendment case. No, it, it it's a lawsuit. It is not a criminal case. There is a, yes, there is a defendant and there is a plaintiff, but there is a plaintiff and a defendant. There is not a defendant in the state. It is not the state bringing a case against the federal government. That is what is required. We have to have a state that stands yeah, up. Yeah, that's the, these two states are bringing a case against the federal government. Louisiana and Missouri got together Which to bring a state against the federal government. you just said was a lawsuit. No, I didn't say that. Yes, you did. You just said it in the paragraph before. The, the paragraph you read before, you said it was a lawsuit. The lawsuit that is being brought forth by the state to summarize, learned on Friday that Anthony Fauci and the State Department, CISA and CDC and White House and other government organizations have engaged in unconstitutional, quite frankly, Orwellian behavior is proven, not alleged. It's proven they've acted in this manner, some gems, and the CISA uh, designated in thoughts, or no, I'm sorry, Judge granted requests from luminaries. Um, no, you said it was a lawsuit. I know you did. I heard you say it. You said lawsuit. No. In the case, not the lawsuit, the case. Federal government by state, 
But who are they charging? They have to charge a person. Anthony Fauci, the State Department, CISA, CDC, the White House, other government organizations. It's not a criminal case, though. A criminal case has a person, right? Am I wrong? Where is the criminal case here? Who is being held accountable? What? Who? Who are they being held accountable to account to? That is, where is the end state of this? That's all I'm asking. That's why I get so bent out of shape when I hear these people bring up, oh, look, we've got the last hope. What's the end state? Somebody's going to jail? Good. Then we actually have an end state. I gotcha. This is not, this is another one of those smoke and mirrors. Here you go. Here's some smoke. Oh, look at this. Tracy Beans is saying this in her substack. Cool. I, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not disagreeing with what she's saying. What she's saying is right. But what is the end state of this? Who's going to jail? What person is standing trial? You just said that they asked for a deposition. A deposition means lawsuit. If we're going to try a criminal case, right? Let's say you're going to testify against me. Mm -hmm. Are they going to do that through deposition? No. Why? Because you have to be able to be able to be cross-examined. If you can't be cross-examined, it's a lawsuit. Okay. Well. That, that's a big deal because that, again, is another case. It sounds great. It sounds like they're bringing up points. It does. It sounds like, oh, we're making some headway. But at the end of the day, who who's going to be in trouble? Because what I'm hearing, it's the federal government. And when you look at the federal government, that's a big bitch. That's not like an ass cheek here or an ass cheek there. That's a big bitch. She's huge. And all she does is suck from our teats. All of our teats all at once. She's got a lot of mouths. Weird. Weird with all those mouths. She can't control her pocketbook for some reason. The fuck's the deal with that? Most women are very good with money. So I... um... I texted our friend Matt over in the UK the other day because uh, I was reading this article about how um, there's this investigation into this lady who died after spending seven hours in the emergency room, in the waiting room. Yeah, in the UK. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a long time because like what our longest veteran, uh, no, our longest veteran was 15. So. But I mean, there's, and I'm, I'm here and there's like crazy backups. Uh, people are dying, like waiting, like literally someone waited 30 hours for an ambulance. Like their entire system is breaking down. And I texted Matt and I was like, what the fuck is going on over there? And he was like, exactly what we told you was going to happen. Um, Which is what? Well, he, they're only they responding. Fired, they to fired. The- they fired most of their their uh, their staff that wouldn't get vaccinated. Um, the ones that are vaccinated that are the only ones that are left are sick, and um, now they're overworked and underpaid, and they're sick. So a lot of them are quitting, and their entire system is crumbling because they don't have the staff, 
And well, hey, we, we knew it was coming. Yeah, it's he coming. called it. Now it's coming here. What do you mean it's coming here? Now it's coming here. Play this. I, I, I could see that. I, that is a possibility because our firefighters and our EMTs and our paramedics are paid way less they than what they make. They are frustrated. They are, yeah. they are super, I mean, they are so pissed off. They are like, I mean, most ERs right now are, I'm sorry, most ICUs are at 30% of their most efficient staffing levels. When I left the 30%. fire department, when I left the fire department, they were at a three hour wait time on the wall. When we talk about a wall wait time, a three hour wall wait time, that means as the paramedic, you have to be by that bedside the whole time that he's there. Mm -hmm. So the paramedic can't leave the bedside. When you're talking about a three hour wall wait time, that's fucking ridiculous because that ambulance can't go back out there and get somebody else. Well, what Matt's saying too is that all these people, um, they can't leave the hospitals because- there's no place for them to go. There's no caregivers in like their hospice, essentially. Yep. Um, you know, their care homes. There's End no of care homes. Yeah. yeah, there's no caregivers left. Um, and uh, and so they're having to stay in hospital. So there's no beds available for people that are coming in. And of course, they won't release the rule of the jabbed. Yep. I'm telling you, eventually we're going to have to create, uh, this is the scary part. And this is the part that I fear is eventually we're going to have to create our own society because there's no way. No, no, we're not. We, we have to create our own society period because think about it. How can we depend on those who've been jabbed? Okay. What are we eating for dinner tonight? I have no idea. Well, I hope you do because you're cooking it, you're cleaning it and grilling it. That would be fresh caught river fish that we got from our neighbor. And how did we get that? Hun. I traded him for eggs. No, stop. Would you, can you please, you are way down a rabbit hole. I'm not even near. Think about what I'm saying though. We have to start. Our own whole bit. No, that's a, a great example, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about all facets. Mm -hmm. I mean, eventually the unvaccinated will have to start their own government. How can you trust somebody running for president who's vaccinated tomorrow? He could keel over and die. How do you know him walking up to the stairs to get up to the podium so he can talk to everybody isn't going to kill him? Um, Biden well, sucks up. I'm not familiar with that story. I'm not sure that Nick is either. What's I want to research it. Something about Fort Bragg and the Special Forces drug and female trafficking. Do you know anything about that? I no. haven't heard about so it. So we can't discuss it if we don't know about it, Biden sucks I up. will take a look at that, though. Yeah. Thank you for bringing it up. I haven't heard of that yet, though. I will ask some friends. Start trying to find out. Uh, according to what we know, yes, Trump is vaccinated. Yep. That's what he said. But who knows? That's what he claims. Anyway, but uh, why I say it's coming here. Um, All right, but Ellsworth, uh, you you saw that today as well? All right, I'll take a look. I'll find out. I'll, I'll get some inside information. Yep. <sighs> Fuck Jack. Jack's not slow working. CID is slow working.
7,000 nurses from two New York City hospitals are now on strike. They're calling for better wages and working conditions. CBS News' Christy Kalishina is live at Montefiore in the Bronx, but we begin with CBS News' Jenna DeAngelis at Mount Sinai Hospital. Jenna. Chris Mary, the strike began at 6 a.m., but nurses have been out here all morning making sure their voices are heard. A news conference just got underway. It includes the nurses backed by their union and city leaders from the Manhattan Borough President to the Attorney General and more. The nurses have been packing the sidewalk in front of the hospital, chanting and waving signs. We're told the walkout involves as many as 3,600 nurses here at Mount Sinai's main campus. The strike comes after the hospital and the nurses' union failed to reach an agreement during a late night bargaining session. The union warned this would happen, giving a 10-day notice. As the deadline approached, other area hospitals struck agreement. This is Mount Sinai? Mm -hmm. Folks, understand, Mount Sinai, you're talking about the biggest hospital in New York City. The absolute, like, you're talking, this was four hospitals combined into one. Yeah, and they're on strike. 7,000 nurses. Holy shit. Yeah. You're talking about New York City emergency medical response shutting down. Yeah. New York City is really bad. They're really, I'm, I'm really glad that. I, I'm so glad we don't live. I, I wasn't, I didn't, I, was I say, wasn't I'm aware. Glad, was I'm glad it, your mom's in Connecticut and not in New York. Mount Sinai. Holy yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. Nurses we spoke with here say it's more than just the money. It's about the patients arguing staffing shortages is preventing proper care. We have over 500 vacancies in this hospital alone. So we need more nurses. We need them now. I'm working on a med surge unit. Typically, your, your ratio should be about one to five. My nurses have been working with one to seven, one to eight, one to nine with alarming frequency. And our patient acuity has only gotten gone up. Patients are only are, are getting sicker um, and it, it's not it's not safe. We're here as a standard of care for patients. If Sinai thinks that we're here for anything else, they are very much mistaken. It's them. That's the problem, not us. In an effort to avoid this strike, Governor Hochul called for binding arbitration Sunday, which the union hasn't accepted. In a statement, a Mount Sinai spokesperson said the governor's proposal would have provided a path to avoid the strike, going on to say they refused to accept the exact same 19.1% increased wage offer agreed to by eight other hospitals, including two other Mount Sinai health system campuses. Now, to be clear, you can get care here. The hospital is relying on other staff and travel nurses to care for patients but the nurses outside here on strike don't plan to budge until their demands are met we're live outside mount sinai hospital in east harlem jenna DeAngelis, cbs 2 news okay. good for them don't budge don't budge. please don't budge yeah don't because back down. what you're what understand first of all a 19.9 percent pay raise folks they turn that down this isn't about money for them. No, it's about it. this is about taking care of their patients. They don't have the manpower to back the the amount of people that are coming in the hospital. And they're overwhelmed because there's every because everyone in New York is like triple quadruple jabbed. They don't want the money. They want more nurses. They yeah. want more people to help. They want to be able to take onslaught. a piss break during their yeah, during their during shift. their shift. Yeah, instead of running from room to room. Yep. Anyway, we've got to go. Our featured sponsor of tonight is Dr. Stella, because she is back on Twitter. Welcome back, Dr. Stella.
Yes. Glad to see her back. Um, so drstellamd.com. You can save 5% on her uh, her vitamins, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, uh, your the teledoc, teledoc visit, visit, the whole thing with promo code DEFIANT at drstellamd.com. So uh, it's well worth it. So as Mick likes to say, better to... Have and not need than need and not have. There you go. I knew I could cue that up for you. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Good luck with that one. All right. All right. So either so, way, we'll be back tomorrow night, 545 for Liana's Lounge. Yeah. Uh, 930 tomorrow morning or 905 tomorrow morning for her show. Hopefully she'll be on. She wasn't on again today. Either yeah, way. she was. She was? Yeah. What time did she start today? She was on this morning. Oh, I don't know. Shit. I popped in at like 1045 and she was on. 1030 she was on. Oh, so. I missed it. Anyway, all right. I missed it. It's so, my fault. We'll be back tomorrow. We will be back tomorrow. She'll be back tomorrow, too, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Either way, at 9.05, you can check her out over on Pilt. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow yeah. at 6 p.m. for the normal show, in case you don't want to hang out for the lounge. And uh, that's it. We'll see you then. You got it. Either way, for the Mick. And be Lynn. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for watching. Have a good night, fuckers.
from the woods to the plate. Ain't never went hungry, ain't never too late to come around here, son, running your mouth. You can fuck around and find out.